I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. Restaurant and Retail Revelations, a podcast spotlighting movers and shakers in the restaurant and retail industries. This podcast is made possible by Revel Systems, the market-leading cloud-native POS platform. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of talking with a company founder, which is always an awesome opportunity just to better understand the original passion and vision behind a brand. That's right. We're talking to David Joseph, co-founder of Davo by Avalara. And in this episode, we're going to talk to him about his decision to start a company focused on sales tax automation for restaurants. You know, I think most people would agree that automation is the way to go when it comes to sales tax. So rather than speculate on that, let's go to the source. Here's David. All right, David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. So one thing I'd love to do first is have you quickly introduce yourself and just share a bit about how you came to be co-founder of Davo. Oh, God, that's a long story. So I'll I'll make it brief. Uh, I was in the restaurant business for almost 17 years, uh, chef owner of a restaurant, way ahead of our time as far as what we were doing in the restaurant business and super progressive, pushed the envelope all the time on the food side and on the business side. And here's my mea culpa. I, I sucked at sales tax. I, I, it was just the bane of our existence. It just seemed like we were, it was the one thing that we were constantly chasing. And we got in trouble a lot uh, with the state. And uh, I was on a first name basis with the state tax auditor. And one day I literally walked out of the kitchen and I said, why can't someone do our sales tax the way ADP does our payroll? I'm never in trouble with payroll taxes. I'm always in trouble with sales tax. And that was, that was the beginning of Davo. And as I like to say, it was in the last century. Uh, that was probably 1999 that I said that. You know, here we are on this long journey from from an idea to a solution. Very cool. And you know, your background in the restaurant industry positions you perfectly to understand a lot of the challenges that face operators today. And I'm sure sales tax didn't you know top your list for favorite topics when you were a chef and restaurant owner. It sounds like. Um, but I'm curious to understand your evolution into this simplified sales tax evangelist, I'm using quotes there, but uh, that you are today. And will you share a little bit more about that journey? Yeah, sure. So, so over the time, you know, it's it, in, in the restaurant, it was just a constant struggle. And I'll, I'll tell you how this whole thing sort of evolved. We'll take it to the next step. So when I said that, why can't someone do our sales tax the way ADP does our payroll? What I was actually looking for, and I didn't know it at the time, but the big challenge of sales tax is cash management. It's, it's having that money set aside. You know, the, the money gets deposited in your bank account and it's human nature. It's in my account, you know, the refrigerator breaks, we need new tires on a, on a catering van, whatever it is in the restaurant. And it's true in any business, the money's there, you use it. And this is, this is the problem of sales tax, you know? And we solved this problem by my manager at the time, who's now my wife, she's far smarter than me. And she said, we are going to put the sales tax aside every day. And she instructed all the managers in the restaurant, at the end of your shift, you took cash from the drawer, you looked at the tax, you put it in an envelope and dropped it into a safe 
And, and she was the only one with the key to that safe um, because she knew that if I had to fix the refrigerator, I was going to use that money. And, and from that day on, we were pretty much on top of it. We could, we could control it, but it takes this, this type of discipline to do this. And, and restaurants are extremely complicated. You know, I always tell people the restaurant business is a manufacturing business, literally at its base. You are buying raw product and you are converting it into something. It's no different than making shoes. You buy leather, you buy soles, you make a shoe, you know, but the problem with the restaurant business is it's, it's all on a time, a very quick timeline. You have a certain amount of time to use product. You, you don't know who's walking through the front door and how many on each day. And so this is really complicated to manage. In terms of sales tax, I looked at my credit card terminal and I said, the solution is in there. I had a loan from the bank. They were taking money out every day. And I said, if they can take money out for a loan, why can't they take money out for sales tax? And I went to my bank and I asked them to do it. And they were like, nope, we can't do that. And little did I know, no, they couldn't do that. It's a very complicated process for merchant cash advance. And it does not solve the sales tax problem. And I'll, I'll explain why. How we got there to the next step, I actually went to a customer of mine. I said, I have this idea. And we became partners. And the, the solution at that time was you take the sales tax out of your credit card receipts. You know, the, the credit card company would just divide off. You had 80% uh, credit card and 20% cash. If they could get the 80% out of my credit card receipts, I would be 80% there for, for every month. And I could come up with the other 20% for cash. We applied for a patent on our process. And the patent attorney said to us, you have to solve the cash problem. You have to solve, come up with a total solution. You can't go back and do a reconciliation at the end of the month. Nobody likes reconciliation. You know, you were short, you have to come up with this. And we were walking down the street in New York and the idea was, just came to us, take the total amount of sales for the day and debit it from the credit card receipts. So this is different than getting a merchant cash advance and taking it out of the credit card receipts. A merchant cash advance is Visa, MasterCard. It is a percentage of sales. Sales tax, while it is a percentage of sales, it is not a set percent of total sales because you have transactions that may not have tax. You have a gift card. There's no tax. You may have a school commit, tax exempt. You have the person who comes in. This is the worst cup of coffee I ever had. I want a refund. It's a negative amount of tax. So sales tax is a variable amount. So the patent that we got said, we will take the total amount of tax collected and deduct it from the credit card receipts. It took us 10 years to get the patent. Little did we know, credit card companies cannot do this. So... We have this patent, we don't use it. It's not being used today because credit card companies cannot do this. In other words, we can't say to the credit card company, we want you to take out $98.23 today. We want you to take out $104.52 tomorrow. They can't do that. This is just an arbitrary number to them. It has no relation to sales. So we use a process that's a standard banking process called an ACH. We actually total up the sales tax based on each transaction running through Revel. So we are seeing each transaction during the day. 
And we come up with a total amount of sales tax. And at the end of the day, we debit it directly from the merchant's bank account and we hold it. This goes back to what my wife was doing, putting the money in an envelope, dropping it in the safe. You know, historically, I've talked to lots of people about sales tax. They tell me, oh, we used to have a cookie jar in the business, in the restaurant. At the end of the day, my mother always said, put the tax in the cookie jar. So we would have it available when we had to pay our sales tax. So, so that's that's the, the long and short of how Davo came to be. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, it's simultaneously complex and then at its core, very basic. Like what you it's need really to simple. do, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. jar concept, but right. but yes, you know, you've got all of the, the variables that you mentioned and um, the who is allowed to do what with money. Wow, fun times. I can't imagine the, the experience and how it must've felt to have the patent for so long and not be able to really act on it um, for a while. I'm sure that was- You know, what's interesting is my, my partner and I always said, it involved an alignment of the stars. And the alignment of the stars was, had we gotten the patent in two or three years, we could have done nothing with it because there was no way to get data. So we run, we work off of the data coming from the point of sale. We needed the advent of the cloud. And the cloud gives us the ability to have that visibility into transactional data. We would have had to do, you know, I don't know what the technical term, but an integration into some sort of backend, you know, probably QuickBooks to grab our, or the, the accounting package to grab our data. Uh, but we go directly into the point of sale and that was because of the cloud. So direct integration is actually essential to the, the solution that Davo provides. Yes, yes. Okay. And honestly, Revel was the number one integration for Davo. I don't know if you guys know that. We were the very first integration. It, or Revel is the very first integration we did. Yep. Wow. Well, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. very cool. And it was it was because uh, I'd met someone who was the accountant CFO for this pretty major independent specialty food store and caterer. And they were always behind on sales tax. And he loved it. And we said to him, uh, John, go out and, and find a POS system, cloud POS system that will work for your store and we'll buy it for you and we'll do the integration. And he researched and researched and he came back and he said, this was probably 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And he said, oh, Revel is the best one out there. So it was very early on for you guys too. So that's how, that's how the Revel uh, integration happened. Oh, how about that? You know, I'm also curious then, has anything really changed and developed a whole lot since you've fully gone live with that first integration? Um, you know, what advents have you seen and what tweaks have you made to Davo's platform since oh. launch? Oh, yeah, lots of lots and lots. All the way from we've rebuilt our entire platform twice uh, to make it more efficient. We've added a dashboard to it. We've added lots of features. So, for instance, if a, the, the onboarding process is completely um, self-boarding by the merchant in the very, very, very beginning, merchants had to sign a DocuSign legal document to use Davo. Uh, that went by the wayside very quickly because it was super cumbersome and we were advised our terms and conditions were sufficient. Um, we, we were overprotected because we were moving money and we always thought that was 
we had a, we had we're basically taking on the liability for the merchant, and so we wanted to make sure that we were protected. But the onboarding process has been streamlined. It now pulls the business data or business information directly out of the POS, and all the merchant does is fill in a bank or a uh, email address and phone number, bank account routing number, and once they do that, the application turns itself on. So the boarding process is really quick. You can install it in two minutes. We ask them for some tax information. Very few merchants actually know it offhand. And we circle around and get that. Uh, there was a dashboard added probably about a year ago that will will continue to, to grow and evolve, especially for our multi-unit merchants who want to keep track of all their locations in one place. What the status is, where, where their tax returns stored. So part of Davo is storing data and storing your tax returns for you because in most states you have an obligation to store it for five to seven years for tax audit purposes. And we do that for the merchants. So we keep them 100% compliant by storing that all in one place. So in the event that you do have an audit, and as I always say, it's not if you have an audit, it's when you have an audit, because at some point you will have a sales tax audit. All your data and everything is in one place. You don't have to open up QuickBooks or your accounting package. You don't have to go into your POS. You can say to your 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 auditor, "Here is my Java login and password." You know, all the everything is here in uh, in one place. Yeah, that that's excellent. It sounds like you guys focus on simplicity, and you also have a huge focus in the cloud. So, two themes we talk about a lot here at Revel. Uh, so David, yeah. we are in the throes of tax season as we speak. What fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. does, does Davos see an uptick in business around this time of year, or is it really more of a constant since sales tax happens, you know, with every transaction? Yeah. Sales tax happens every month. You know, that's one of the challenges of it. You have a, a monthly tax return. As I always say, you have 12 times a year to screw it up, you know? <laughs> uh, so, so it happens monthly or quarterly, which is even harder because now you have a lot more money to manage. We don't see an uptick in tax season. We see an uptick in um, in January, in February, kind of when we see people getting their business in order and sort of, you know, I, I vow this year I am going to get sales tax under control, you know. But the letters, the the letters from the state that go out and say you're behind on sales tax, go, go on all year round, you know. And as one of our former board members used to say, you know, they don't need us until they need us. In, in terms of merchants signing up, we encourage merchants to sign up immediately, you know, whether you're a new business or ongoing. If you're an ongoing business, the value prop of Davo is why are you wasting time doing sales tax? This adds zero to the bottom line of your business. It doesn't get you a new customer through the front door. It doesn't buy you more product. It doesn't pay for another employee. It does nothing for your business. So why are you taking two or three hours of your time every month to do this when you can outsource this and, and have a guarantee that it's going to be done right? Especially not when there's an automated solution out there. So of course, yeah. of course, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So I am curious, and we may have covered this already, but, you know, especially as someone with experience in the restaurant space, is there like a single biggest mistake business owners can make in regards to their handling of sales tax? Is it just that concept of either not putting it aside or not automating it? The single biggest mistake is, is cash management. You know, that is, that is the biggest. And, and if you look interesting at, at the 
a couple of anecdotes here. If you look at the comments about Davo from our customers, I love Davo because they put the money aside every day. I mean, you hear that's just a recurring theme. When we were acquired by Avalara last spring, we started having conversations with multiple teams within Avalara. And they all looked at us and said, who the hell would want to have the money taken out and put aside every day? You know, who would want that? And we're like, that's the number one reason people sign up for us. They love that part of it. The treasury part of it, they love that. And we have converted all of those people because they have heard over and over again from all across the, the tax profession, from accountants and bookkeepers and other POS providers. This is what our customers want. This is what they're looking for. So, you know, in terms of the, the challenges, that's the biggest challenge is, is cash management and then just remembering to do it every month. Um, it, sure. Because if you miss the deadline, the penalties are huge. You know, the penalties for missing a sales tax payment are between 20 and 25%. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to pivot a bit and, and touch on everyone's favorite topic, the pandemic, but um, it sure. inspired a lot of payment relief programs like the yeah. Paycheck Protection Program and uh, the COVID-19 Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And that's mm -hmm. just to name a few. So I'm curious if any of that financial assistance impacted or maybe even complicated things in terms of sales tax. So it certainly complicated things. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of states offered um, a pass on sales tax. Uh, in other words, a pass on paying it for that tax period. But they didn't say you, you're not responsible for it. They just said, you can use it to run your business. So if you recall, we'll take a specific state. We'll take New York. The pandemic happened theoretically March 20th, okay? Sales tax in New York on March 18th. Sales tax in New York was due March 20th for the quarter. And that, New York is weird. It has an offset quarter, December, January, February. So think about this. You just did all those Christmas parties. You did New Year's Eve. You just did Valentine's Day. March 20th, you have a massive sales tax bill due. Massive, okay? And all the restaurants were up in arms with the state of New York. Give us a pass, give us a pass. So the state of New York turned around and said, okay, it's not due on the 20th. We'll put it off for like six months or so. And a lot of other states followed suit. A lot of restaurant associations went to the states and said, you know, don't force us to pay our sales tax. You know, let's deal with that later. We have bigger issues right now. But now the letters are showing up. Ah, oh, you owe us, you know, about a year ago, the letters started showing up because the state needs the money to run. Their money's flowing out of the state treasury for first responders, for teachers, whatever. You know, they need the money too. And so it's, it's so, not a vicious cycle, but it's when you get a pass on one, the piper is going to come calling at some point. And so I, I don't know. I don't think it was a disservice to merchants that states did that. Look, if I still own the restaurant, man, I kind of take the pass from the state and say, yeah, we'll deal with this later. Um, but I do think that we've seen an inf a growth in customers who are coming around now saying, you know, I'm behind due to COVID. We, and just taking a pass on it earlier. But we also had a lot of customers who came to us and said, you know, hey, I've got a 
I got to step back here. I'm going to cut all my expenses. I'm going to delete, I'm going to uninstall Davo. And we said to them at the beginning of the pandemic, look, we will not charge you, but stay on Davo because it will be more dangerous for you to start using your sales tax money. And it's going to be harder for you to get back and recover. That's yeah, that's fascinating. You know, if you've got the right tools, the numbers do absolutely tell a story. So, you know, building on some more recent headlines, of course, you know, COVID hasn't gone away, but some of the current challenges that restaurants are talking about right now are the supply chain issues that are ongoing, rising inflation rates, those kinds of things. And of course, restaurants so often operate on really thin margins. And at the end of the day, like the measure of success isn't how much you make, but how much you actually retain. And so I'm curious, you know, you mentioned earlier that a dashboard was something that was kind of a later advent for Davos solution. Are there deeper insights that restaurant operators are able to glean from, from that piece of your solution as they're making these broader business decisions? I don't know. I, I don't think merchants actually spend a whole lot of time thinking about sales tax once they install Davo, which is kind of the intent of it. And they don't, they know that the dashboard's there. I think if you have someone at the multi-unit CFO level, maybe they're logging in there just to sort of see what's the status of my ACH debits or want to review a a tax return after we filed it or something like that. So I I don't think people are sort of sweating over that. I think the biggest challenge today is far sales tax for merchants, other than the the basics of cash management and filing returns, the biggest challenge are third-party apps. You know, these apps create huge tax liabilities there is something that was called the Marketplace Fairness Act. Uh, This goes back to Wayfair versus South Dakota decision before the Supreme Court. I won't go all the way back into that. And basically what this said, uh, if if you are a marketplace like Wayfair or Amazon, you are responsible for collecting sales tax in our state. And so what states have done is they've expanded that and looked at third-party apps and said, oh, you are an aggregator. You are a marketplace. You are responsible for collecting sales. The problem is that it's kind of all over the map. You have some states where uh, Grubhub and DoorDash are collecting sales tax, but Uber Eats says, well, we're not an aggregator. We're a delivery company. The restaurant's responsible. They're, you know, they're the ones doing the order. So we're going to send the sales tax back to the restaurant. Meanwhile, DoorDash and Grubhub are like, oh, no, we're a marketplace. We're going to collect the sales tax and send it out. So it, it's, a, it's a huge challenge for restaurants to, to understand this. And our first word of advice is talk to the third-party app, understand who is responsible. Number one, are you responsible for the sales tax or are they responsible? Step number two, talk to your POS provider. <laughs> How are they managing this? Are they setting it up? Are you using an aggregator? Chowley, it's a checkmate. You know, do they have an in- integration? How are the orders getting in? If they're coming in through this integrator, are they just adding sales tax or are they just sending a number with sales tax included? In which case we can't determine how much tax was collected. Some of the aggregators have the ability to turn tax on or off based on the jurisdiction that you're in. So this is, this is a big challenge. You know, it's a challenge, I'm sure, for you at Revel. We speak with some of our POS partners pretty frequently about how are you managing third-party app? Our operations team unravels it a lot with restaurants. 
Yep, they certainly add a layer of complexity, but they're you know a really important revenue source to a lot of businesses. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. Well, we have officially talked about sales tax more than I ever expected to do so personally. All jokes yeah. aside, this has been a wonderful chat and it's been so nice to learn more about uh, Davo. Before we wrap up, David, we always like to make sure we covered uh, everything you wanted to cover today. So is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you'd like to share? I always ask restaurant owners, you know, what are the two numbers that run a restaurant? I was like, oh, you know, I always give you three. It's always food, rent, and employees, you know, payroll. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. You're making it way more complicated. The restaurant business runs on two numbers. What did I buy it for and what did I sell it for? End of discussion. You need to understand that and not on a monthly basis. You need to understand that on a daily basis. How much did I spend today buying food because food is what makes money in my restaurant. That's where we derive revenue. We don't derive revenue from personnel. We derive revenue from food and liquor. What did I spend? And at the end of the day, when I locked the door, how much did I make? Okay. And if you understand those two numbers, you know, how much, did I make enough to cover one thirtieth of my rent today? Did I make enough to cover one thirtieth of my electric bill? Did I make enough to pay my employees? And were there any pennies left over for me at the end of the day? Yeah, I love that. And uh, simplicity, I think Julie mentioned this earlier. It's actually one of the core pillars at Revel. So, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll use the, the shameful buzzword, but I think there's a good reason for the synergy between Revel and Davo. Um, there's yeah. definitely some like-mindedness there between the integrations. So oh, great. Absolutely great. David, just thanks again for your time today. I know, um, you know, time is precious as we've reiterated a few times on this call and it's really, it's been enlightening to learn a lot more about Davo and the benefits of sales tax automation for restaurants. Frankly, after hearing you talk about it, I can't think of anyone who wouldn't want to move forward with that option. And we just uh, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, appreciate the insights and and digging into this with us a little bit more. So thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. What a journey David has had and what a great benefit to restaurants to have someone who has literally been in their position come through with a sales tax automation solution. Absolutely. And that was quite a career pivot, but such a great way to meet a need within an ever hectic restaurant space. Sales tax automation, you know, isn't something I've considered much personally, but it's definitely something I'd want to have if I was operating a restaurant. Oh yeah. I would say anytime you can remove something from your plate as a restaurant operator, especially these days, it's a good thing. And better still, Davo is a Revel integrated partner. So it's simpler than ever to get this integration up and running for Revel clients who are feeling the burden of a manual sales tax process at their restaurant. For any clients tuning in and interested in learning more, head to davosalestax.com backslash rebel for more information on getting started with this integration. And to all of our listeners, thanks for joining us for another podcast episode. We invite you to like and subscribe to Restaurant and Retail Revelations on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We will be back soon with more great guests. Mm-hmm.